Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. This is called an encouraging word, Romans 8, 18 to 39. And we just celebrated Memorial Day, and I, I didn't really talk much about it last week because I wanted to talk about it today because... Memorial Day is when we remember those who gave their lives for our country. And communion is the perfect timing for that because we remember Jesus Christ who gave his life for the whole world. The whole world. But first I want to give give you something to remember, some encouragement. The last few weeks I've preached hard passages. (laughs) We went from, we're actually going to be back in Jericho soon. uh, Back to Joshua 7 soon. A couple weeks but we went from the walls coming down and why God allows Jerichos in our life to uh, James 1, 2-4. to 4, And we talked about what's my PJ, my personal joy, right? My pure joy, I'm sorry, my personal pure joy. What is that? And then we had a vacation from Hack. Remember you were here last time and the baby was in the hospital. Oh my goodness. So last week I preached on Romans 5, 3-5. to 5, No pain, no gain. Uh, The Apostle Paul, who knew a thing or two about trials, gives us some vital encouragement here in in Romans chapter 8. And uh, he gives some really good encouragement. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you for your grace. Lord, we pray that for your mercy and grace. Pray that your word would speak to us now. Whatever our struggle is, whether it's loss of a loved one, whether it's whatever our trial, persecution or sickness or finances, pain, mental, physical pain, emotional pain, whatever it is, Lord, we pray for your mercy and grace in Jesus' name. A couple, a couple of things I want to give you for encouragement, and this comes from Romans 8. I'm not going to read the whole passage. I'm just going to read a few verses. But the first thing is to focus... If whatever your trials, whatever you're going through, even Paul was going through persecution and, and physical infirmities, he had a thorn in the flesh, he had everything going. Focus on the future. In Romans 8, 18, he says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The future glory. This is not it. If this was all there was then we'd all be pretty stupid, wouldn't we? To be sitting here on a Sunday morning. We should be sleeping in, <laughs> right? Even Paul recognized that. The Apostle Paul recognized that in 1 Corinthians 5, 19, 15, 19, where he says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Paul had his head chopped off. He goes, this is it. This is pretty dumb. But we aren't living for now. We have a glory that will be revealed in us. We're looking forward to something. We're we're going to get new bodies. We're going to get new bodies like Jesus Christ. In fact, in 1 John 3, 2 it says, Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 
We're going to get new bodies. We're looking forward to new bodies. There's, I don't know if you follow the news with some of this cryonic stuff, but people are trying to freeze bodies and, you know, resurrected someday. Once science reaches that level, they want to be brought back again someday. And, and uh, a lot of times they can't afford freezing the whole body, so they just cut the head off. And they freeze the head, thinking, well, someday we're going to be able to connect that to a robo-body or something, right? And, and, uh, and there was a guy a few years ago, I remember, he got arrested because he wanted to do cryonics with his mom. He loved his mom so much, he wanted to do cryonics. So he cut her head off, but he, he didn't wait till she died. He, she was almost dead, but he wanted, to, he wanted this to be really effective. So he jumped the gun, and he got arrested. Now listen, I'm looking forward to a new body. I want a new head. I want a new face. <laughs> and if you, anybody here tries to revive my head, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bite you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to something else. And how can we be sure of this new, this future glory? Romans 8.23. He says, Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. We have been adopted by God. Do you understand that? The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you haven't done that, you're not adopted yet. You're on your own. <laughs> but but if, you, if the moment you say, God, I believe Jesus died for my sin. That's what communion is all about. Jesus died on the cross for my sin. All the wrong I've ever done. All the garbage I've done. We talked about what happened this week. Where could we all be? All the garbage in our life. All the sin in our life. All the rebellion in our life. Jesus Christ died for us. And if we will say, God, I believe Jesus died for me on that cross to pay for my sin. I believe he rose from the dead to prove he was your son. I put my faith in him. I give my life to him. I turn away from that old life and I put my faith in Jesus Christ. The moment you do that, you are adopted by God. And we, we, we are now his child. In fact, in Romans 8.15, he also says, but you receive the spirit of sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. That Abba in Aramaic means daddy. It's the most intimate term, Papa. Whatever you called your dad, that's what we can refer to God as. We can go to our daddy anytime for anything. Anywhere we are, no matter what we've done, we can go to him. And we have a promise from our daddy, back in, in verse 23, that we will be redeemed. We will be traded in his old body and his old life and all the sin and all the shame and all the garbage. It's going to be traded in. The moment we put our, our faith in, in Jesus Christ, we get the Holy Spirit as a deposit. Remember we talked about that last week? 2 Corinthians 5.5, 5, when, he, when he, we talked about last week where it said, He has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. That's a, the, we're given that as a deposit. Remember we talked about that last week? The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in as that deposit, that guarantee, and he fills us, he gives us a power to live a new life, and he's a guarantee, a promise that we're going to have eternal life in heaven with God someday. Someday we're going to be in heaven and everything's going to make sense. Everything's going to change. God is going to heal the pain that we have and he's going to answer the questions that we have. But God can answer these questions, the deep philosophical questions. He's going to, it's all going to make sense. Things that we were upset with God or didn't know why he allowed that. Or, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to be connected. 
we get the Holy Spirit's power to live this new life and we're given eternal life. And that has to be our, our focus. Romans 8.23, that has to be our focus. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the, the first fruit of the Spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly await for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. That has to be our focus no matter what we're going through. No matter what we're going through, we have to keep our eyes on the prize and, and we have to keep our eyes on the finish line, our future glory. And we know we can depend on this because we've been adopted by God. The moment you put your faith in Christ, we've been adopted by God. It, when I was preparing this, it just reminded me of this powerful story I'd read years ago. Now, back when Rwanda, all the, remember the Rwanda crisis and the butchering and the horrible things happening. In the title on this magazine, it was Journey Magazine, it's called The Orphan and the Legionnaire. And it talked about these French soldiers that were there trying to help stop the conflict and they were, and they were at a Rwandan refugee camp and there were all these dead bodies and, and they were actually bulldozing the bodies into a pit. There was a massive number of bodies and they were just bulldozing them in the pit and covering them over. It was just a horrible, horrible thing. And the bulldozer was just getting ready to bury some more people, and there's a guy called De Silva, was his name. He's a French soldier, legionnaire. He said, wait, stop. I saw something move in the pile of the bodies. And if he had waited one second longer, this, this child would have been buried alive. But this little, the little kid was moving just a little bit, and, and he pulls him out, little boy. And, and the kid was so weak, he couldn't stand, couldn't do anything, couldn't even drink, couldn't do anything. And, and the, the workers the, from Zaire, it's where the place was that they were taking all the refugees, they said, don't, don't bother, there's no saving this kid, he's going to die. And he said, no way. He said, we got this one, we're not letting him go. But they tried to feed him and he wouldn't eat. And the, and the, and the legionnaire said, I, I knew he had given up, he, he wanted to die. He didn't have any reason to live anymore. He, he seemed dazed, but finally one of the nurses said, why don't you take him for a ride in your Jeep? And uh, I'll read it. See, the nurse suggested a ride in Jeep, and something clicked. The dull eyes sparkled, says De Silva. It was the first time I ever saw him smile, just from getting a ride in this Jeep. And then he had this growing attachment, and he got closer and closer, and someone said to him, why don't you consider adopting him? He goes... Why don't I? You know, so he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt him. He, he named him Angelo, which means little angel. He named him Angelo. And, uh, and he called his wife and he said, what do you think about adopting? And she's like, why not? Bring him home. <laughs> and, uh, but he wanted to take him home right away, but he couldn't. Paperwork. It's unbelievable, isn't it? All these kids all over the world that could be adopted and you can't get them to a family that will, could love them and take care of them. I just am praying that somehow we'll get some ministry that will break through. Just like Charity Water broke through the water thing. Somebody will do this for the kids. Somebody will get that fire in their heart. But he expected, it says here, he expected Angela to be with them by Christmas, but the visa still hadn't been issued because he had to go back, and he's waiting, waiting, waiting. But looking at recent pictures, De Silva could tell that Angelo... Um, Oh, he couldn't even tell he was the same boy. The only way he could tell was by the scar on his temple. Just by the scar. And now I can hardly recognize him. He's so beautiful. And you see the pictures. He was like a toothpick. And now he's this beautiful kid. And, and uh, Angelo, his favorite place to play was at the airport right near the camp. He, he played at the airport all the time. And, and the reason was he said, I have a, a papa who drives a Jeep. He, when he found me in the dead people. But he took me to the doctor. 
And, and, I, I, and they try to get him to the orphanage. He says, I'm not going to the orphanage. I'm not going. I'm packing my things for France. I'm waiting for my daddy to come and get me. He said, it's been a long time now. I'll read this last quote. It's been a long time since my papa went away. He has to do the papers to bring me to France. Tell him I'm well, that I wash myself, I do push-ups, and I put on my sweater like a soldier. And that's exactly what God does for us. We're dead in our sins. We're scarred by Satan. We're spiritually emaciated. We're sad. This kid was so sad. There's no hope in our life. And God rescues us through his son, Jesus Christ. And not only does he rescue us, he adopts us. And now we're living for him. And all we have left now are some scars. We've all got scars, don't we? But he wants us to be washing ourselves to stay pure. He wants us to do our push-ups, be spiritually strong. He wants us to clothe ourselves with Jesus Christ. And we have a dad who's coming back for us, a daddy who's coming back for us. And just as Angelo was watching the sky and his dad finally did come for him, we're going to be watching the sky. That's our focus, our focus, focusing on our daddy coming back for us. But while we're waiting, we're not alone. While we're waiting, we're not alone. John 14, 18, Jesus promised us something. In John 14, 18, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And this is what he's talking about when he says, I'm coming to you. I'm coming in the, as the Holy Spirit. Verse 25, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. We have the Holy Spirit with us. And we have the Holy Spirit's help. In fact, in, in Romans, 8, 20, back to Romans 8, verses 26 and 27, where he says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Have you ever prayed that way? You may be under total attack, persecution, marriage and family struggles, financial struggles, job, health, depression, even facing death. Maybe you're at the end of your rope and you don't even, you ever get to this? You don't even know how to pray or what to pray for. But the Holy Spirit does. He knows. All we have to do is pour out our heart. Even just groaning, weeping. I know some pray in tongues in their, in their prayer time. They pray in tongues, just praying through the heart, from the Spirit in the heart. And the Holy Spirit will do the rest. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. The Holy Spirit will help us. The word there for help in the Greek is a picture word. And it means to pick us up and carry us safely to the other side. 
That's what he does for us. But that's what he does for each one of us. No matter what has happened in our life, no matter what we have done, no matter what mess we've made, the Holy Spirit will bring us through and God will bring good out of it. Romans 8, 28, the very next verse, and boy, you better memorize this one if you don't have this one memorized. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If you've never memorized a verse, you're one of these people, I can't memorize Memorize this one. This is the one to memorize. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God will accomplish his good purpose for our life, no matter what. He's going to accomplish it. In all things. Not in some things or most things. In all things. Even if your child dies from a drug overdose. I know God. is going to bring good out of it. I've already seen many good things happen. Some lives already impacted. And people are watching us when we go through trials. People watch. Is faith, is this Jesus guy for real? Is faith for real? But I really believe God's going to bring good out of bad. Ryan made some very serious mistakes, a lot of them. Just like we all have, right? How many of us could be dead very easily? Right? It's only by God's mercy and grace. And God's got this plan. And God's going to bring good out of this. And every day, in spite of the pain and the grief, I'm looking for that. I'm trusting God for that. And I'm clinging to that promise. Memorize this. Internalize this. And also remember, the reason we can hold to this promise is because nothing can separate us from God's love. No matter what we do, no matter what is done to us, no matter what happens in our life, we have not been separated from God's love. In Romans 8, starting with verse 35, listen to what Paul says. And Paul has been through a lot. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. This is a man who is going through intense persecution. And listen, days are going to come when we go through persecution again. It may be our generation, it might be the next. It's going to happen. Read the book of Revelation. And yet, in spite of this, in spite of anything we're going through, no, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, any powers... 
neither height nor depth. No, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What are you going through today? Do you have this hope in the midst of what you're going through? We all have trials. Are you looking past the present trial and focusing on the future glory, what God is preparing us for, what God is going to accomplish? Well, we depend on the Holy Spirit's help. We can't do it. Well, we look to see how God will fulfill the promise of Romans 8.28. Well, we, we watching expectantly to see. And some of it we won't even know until we get to heaven. But are we, we looking expectantly? Do we understand just how much God loves us? Do we really get that? Are we in that close relationship with him? He doesn't want to just save us and wait for heaven. He wants to be in a close relationship. He wants to be in communion with us. That's what communion is all about. A reminder that he wants to commune with us. Are we fully enjoying a love relationship? Or is it just rules and got to do it? Or is it, is it a, rela- a love relationship? God loves us. He can't do any more to prove that than John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The ultimate act of love was sacrificing his one and only son to die on the cross for us. That's what communion is all about. Remembering the the, the bread reminds us of the body of Christ. The, The grape juice reminds us of the blood of Jesus Christ. Have you ever put your faith, whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Not just the mental, but the heart, giving your heart to him. It's a lot deeper than mental and sense. It means to completely put your hope and trust in him. Have you ever taken that step? I hope you do it today. If you haven't, we're going to take communion now. What it is, once again, the bread and the, and the, the, the cup reminds us of the body and blood of Jesus, what he did for us, and, and it's meant to deepen our closeness to him. It's a time of purifying sin in our life and getting rid of it and knocking down whatever comes between us and God and confessing and making things right. There's two, that's when a few moments we'll just have the song playing and you just come up and take it back to your seat. You can take it with your family or your friends or however you're, or just by yourself, however you choose to take it. There's only two reasons why you shouldn't. If you, if you aren't ready to give your life to Jesus, if you haven't put your faith in Jesus and you don't want to do it yet, then just wait. Nobody's keep, we don't take attendance up at the communion table. Nobody's going to, we all know. The second reason, but I hope you do, but if you're not ready, just come back. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep hearing the word. Keep praying. God will pull you. He'll make it clear. The second reason we shouldn't is that there's unconfessed sin in our life. Now, notice I didn't say sin, or I wouldn't even have to put this up here, because we all sin. But it's unconfessive. It's something that we say, God, you can't have it. If that happens, then we have broken communion with God. And we have to confess it and surrender it before we can come up. And I hope, I hope that there's something in your life that you're hanging on to that you say, today, God, have it. 
I confess it. I repent of it. I don't want it. And if I got to talk to someone to get me help on it, I'm going to get my help on it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep going down this road. I hope everybody can take communion. Let's pray. As we go this time of prayer, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Maybe there's something in our life that's blocking our communion. Our closeness with Christ. That's grieving the Holy Spirit and his power in our life. Whatever it is, take it before God in prayer today. Reconnect with him. Maybe here, Tane, you've never put your faith in Jesus yet. You've never given him your life. So you can't commune with the Father. You can't commune with God because you can't get to him. We can only get to him through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and his love. But you can have that today. Right where you are, you can pray the prayer of faith. And become a child of God. Be adopted by God. Right now. God, I don't want the sin anymore. The garbage in my life. The guilt, the shame, the strongholds, the bondage. I don't want it anymore. I repent. Please forgive me. I put my faith in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he lives for me. And I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to him. If you've prayed that prayer of faith, then you've just received the Holy Spirit. Just wait. (laughs) You're in for an adventure. And you've been adopted by God. You can now call him your daddy anytime, anywhere that you need him. I'm gonna encourage you if you've put your faith in Jesus to let somebody know, tell me, Tell me on the way out, fill out the card, send me a text, something. Or maybe you have a friend or family member here, tell them, tell somebody so that we can be excited and can encourage you in your new life in Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move in a powerful way as we commune with you this morning. Pray in Jesus' name.